are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Little MF Doom Mondays. I really, I really miss MF Doom, man. Of all of, of all of the rappers that have passed away and, and left us too soon. When when I found out that MF Doom had passed away, I happened to be coming after a, a, a broadcast. I was just getting off the radio, and I got into my car. And picked up my phone and saw that MF Doom had passed away. And I, I just sat in my car, distraught, with tears streaming down my eyes for like an hour and a half. Like I was just in downtown Nashville, sitting there. Um, I, I, I loved MF Doom, his his bars, his, his production, the non sequiturs. Uh, I really, truly believe that he was one of the best 10, 12 MCs in, in the history of the genre. And I guess I think we're going to start start MF Doom Mondays. I try to put a track every Monday that was uh, one of the the tracks and and songs that that the the late great MF Doom blessed us with uh, the the Mad Villainy album, the King Ghidra, the Victor Vaughn albums. Like he has so many aliases, and and I know I know if you if you kind of look at it, I mean MF Doom's story, he was in KMD. MF Doom was a backup dancer for third base. And KMD, him and his brother, Sub Rock, had, had their group KMD. They were on some different stuff. They were they were Muslims. They were they had a different type of I wouldn't say it was hardcore, it wasn't trap, but they were getting into that era back in the early 90s. People didn't really cuss on wax that much like everything was about radio play and, and clean and people didn't really get into the deep racial stuff that's why public enemy was so special because chuck d had the ability to navigate and talk about african-american history and the history of racism and jim crow and segregation and redlining and all of that stuff but it wasn't too hardcore like they they had the ability to still get radio airplay and to still do very successful videos that were on umtv raps and um, what's the one on, on BET, Rap City. But around, this was before Nas and Big and even Big L and guys, the first groups that, that I really saw that cussed a lot was NWA. NWA cussed so much, I didn't even know what they was talking about because I was, I was a young, sheltered, suburban kid, which is really the ideal target for hip-hop music at that time. And NWA was coming with all this this slang and it was West Coast and I'm from the East Coast and it was just completely different. But KMD, they were a little bit more vulgar and foul. Like they weren't they weren't for the radio. They they were very controversial. The the pic just the 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 picture on their album cover got that album shelved. The album from from KMD. So MF Doom, his brother died in a car accident. 
and MF Doom disappeared. Well, um, excuse me, Zev Love X at the time when he was with third base, disappeared from the scene, came back with a mask over his face, rapping. This guy, this random guy came back into the New Yorkian Cafe at open mic night, rapping with a stocking over his face. And that's who MF Doom was. He kind of he kind of adopted the persona of Dr. Doom with the mask. And, and there are a lot of clips. A lot of my influence, people that have influenced me the most that influenced this show, Pete Rock, MF Doom, Mad Lib, West Side Gun, J-Zone. Shout out to my man J-Zone, man. It's J-Zone's doing some really good things with, um, with his group. The Do-Rights. Jason's been on this show. I need to get him on this show. He comes on every year. And not just the the bars, but the way people produce, the samples they use, the clips. You hear me play movie clips, cartoon clips. Those are influenced by mostly those five people. But uh, rest in peace to, to MF Doom. I, I was just a huge fan. His music, you got to rewind a lot of his songs four or five times. And really understand. Like Jay-Z is the master of the double entendre, but MF Doom, there are a lot of double entendres in there. And, and his flow is offbeat and it's non sequitur and it's monotone. It's it's um he's never gonna win no popularity contest, but you wanna talk about people that have cult followings? MF Doom, man. Speaking of other geniuses in the genre, I don't talk about Kanye West that much on the show. Um, not because I'm hating on Kanye West. I'm just not, I'm moving away from being a hot take artist. That's just not what my brand is anymore. And I don't want to talk about Kanye West and his Balenciaga boots and the fact that he's wearing a quadruple X suit jacket. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't want to speculate what's going on with him. I care. I mean, I, I, I want to see anyone, if you're having some some a mental health crisis and struggling. I You know, I just think when you're Kanye West... You know, it's easy for us to to take shots at him and the way he carries himself, but that's the price of fame to an extent. When you're Kanye West, you can't you can't go to a movie theater and just sit by yourself and watch whatever movie's coming out. Like you can't watch the the latest, you can't watch Wakanda forever. But what I what I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about him and, and Kim Kardashian and, and what's going on in his personal life and his marriage and his kids and all of that stuff. That's that's none of my business and really not my concern and, and not what my listeners come to this show from. What I think is interesting, Kanye West is in the process of separating his brand from Adidas. I talk all this all the time on the show. I'm about ideas and concepts, not people. I think the intelligent conversation is about ideas, not gossiping about people. I think that Kanye West is setting himself up to do something that's really, really special. And whether you like Kanye West or not, he's a he's an elite and phenomenal businessman. He's the richest. I mean, he said it himself, and, and I just didn't really think about it. He said, I'm the richest black man in the history of the of America. And anyone that can flip speeding up some 45s and speeding up a Shaka Khan sample to being a mogul rapper to being a fashion icon in 20 years, that's pretty commendable because it's not like Kanye West was born into money. See, the thing about him and Jay-Z and Rihanna and these people that are making money, Dr. Dre, Diddy, people that are making money out of hip-hop, they didn't come from money. No diss to, to, to President Trump, 
President Trump had a $300 million head start. There are a lot of people that are wealthy that, that had head starts. I love the people, like the one guy on Shark Tank, uh, Hertzvik, that came from nothing. Kevin O'Leary came from nothing. This is regular working class people that built their empire in 20 years, made themselves into half a billionaires, billionaires, and Kanye West case, multi-billionaires. Well, Jay-Z, he made, he made a lot of that money off the stove as well. You know, he went from stove to hove, but he's a billionaire. This guy went from selling crack in the projects at East Trenton, which I'm very familiar with, to being a billionaire. That's that's there's there's something that's commendable about that. Whether you like the moral code, whether you like hip hop, anyone that's kind of the American dream, so to speak. You can start with absolutely nothing and get a skill, get a talent. You can parlay that talent into success. Well, Kanye West has enough money now that he doesn't really need financing anymore and he doesn't need a distributor. Remember the conversation with Sway on Sway in the Morning? Shout out to Sirius XM, my man Rampage, who's been doing his spots on Shade 4-5, getting it in. Kanye West doesn't need help with his supply chain anymore. And I just think, especially for for African Americans, because you haven't seen this, you see Byron Allen doing it with with media we we just had a tornado in in nashville last week and i immediately went to weather channel i was like man byron allen owns this and what a smart purchase because weather channel is agnostic it's not it's not racial it's not news um in the in the in the political sense like if you have a tornado or a snowstorm or a hurricane barreling towards you you're gonna be on that weather channel to see what jim cantore is saying while he has the fake winds in the background and the, and the umbrella, and, and and he's pretending to be whisked away by the hurricane. Kanye West has reached a point where he doesn't need Adidas. He can just float a couple of hundred M's and make the shoes himself and distribute the shoes himself. And I think that's what he's going to do. And I think that Kanye West, I think he's moving out of the, the footwear, like basketball sneaker stuff. I think that he's coming for Louie. I think that he's coming for Prada. I think he's coming for Balenciaga. I think he's coming for the high, high end stuff. Gucci. Stuff that's like $1,500 a pop. And if he's able to do that, because most of these guys that that have, even the LeBrons, even the Jordans, that have these long-term deals with distributor, you're still making, you know, you're, you're an employee. You don't own the supply chain. If if Kanye West goes back, brings the red Yeezys back, and he sells them for, for two Gs, and they're his own line, it's his own line. He's not going through Reebok. He's not going through Nike. He's not selling to the basketball crowd, which which a typical price is 200 bucks pop, maybe 225 He's selling it to the elite Louis Vuitton crowd. He's going to make billions and billions of dollars. Lance J. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. 
This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource Analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. James Lewis. Well, you got the look that you wanted if you're Team Black. Don't touch it. 13 seconds left. Don't touch it. Team Black doesn't have a lot of time. Long three. Oh! Long three. Number 20 Akins. Number 20 Akins. There's pandemonium. Pandemonium here at Bob Jones High School. He pulled up. He pulled up from hell. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. James Lewis. The simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. Your crew is featherweight. My gun shots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is old. And when the days get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Another young and deceased, another story is told. It ain't nothing really. Hey, yo, thug spark to Philly. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. And meanwhile, back in Queens, the realness, the foundation. If I die, I think I'd use a better location. When the slugs penetrate, feel a burning sensation. Getting closer to God in a tight situation now. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.